episode of the Activism Meet Impact podcast. I'm your host, Alexa, and this month we are exploring a new topic of Impactful, and that topic is income inequality. If you're new to Impactful, every month we break down a different humanitarian issue, look at that issue, you know, who's affected by it, what different issues are connected to it, and then we really explore solutions to these humanitarian issues. We've explored a bunch of issues. Our first topic was chocolate. We've also looked at migrant or uh, climate refugees. Last month, we looked at plastic waste. And then this month, I'm really excited to be looking at income inequality, who's affected by it, what it's related to, and then we'll really dig into some solutions for this tricky but super relevant issue right now. So today on the podcast, I'll just be talking a little bit about what is income inequality, what is it related to, and then I'll also be exploring a little bit of how it's connected to Austin. I've been doing this Alexa and ATX series over the past few weeks, and we'll be doing it at least throughout the fall. Um, And so I want to connect Impactful to Alexa and ATX and really give some of these themes and ideas that we're exploring in Impactful a little bit of meat and look at them um, in the context of, of my city and, and, and through that le- learn more about Austin as well. And so just to give you an overview of today's podcast episode, we'll be sort of summarizing and looking at what is income inequality using our first article of this impactful series. It's written by one of our summer interns, Katie Cho, and she did an awesome job breaking down income inequality. Um, in In the next few weeks, we'll be looking at wage gaps and then some of the causes of income inequality. And then finally, looking at um, solutions and shifts that can be made to um, decrease inequality um, and ensure, you know, the economic well-being of all people. Um, And then next in this podcast, we'll be talking a little bit about how inequality and poverty are related. And then finally, getting into what does economic inequality and income inequality look like here in Austin, where I'm at. And so hopefully that'll give a little bit of context to this sort of economic, um, broader concept, and we'll go beyond the theoretical and really look at um, how that plays out in, in a specific American city. And so to start out, I will just go through Katie's article. If you've read it yet, I just want to give some context to some of the things she talks about. Um, and explain, you know, with a little more detail what income inequality is so that we're all, you know, on the same page this month. Um, I think income inequality is really important to be talking about um, as we're sort of emerging from the pandemic and also still sloshing through it. I think the pandemic has really demonstrated the inequality that does exist in the world. You know, the wealthy were able to work from home and to be protected from the virus to have access to PPE and, you know, different, um, you know, health solutions to the pandemic sooner, while as some of the other, you know, segments of the population, especially those experiencing poverty or inequality, um, you know, maybe it was more difficult for those groups to work from home. They had to work in person. They were the essential workers that were, you know, working in food industries and and other, you know, sort of service industries like that. And so, you know, we can't really talk about the effects of COVID-19 without talking about how it really revealed and exacerbated inequality around the world. 
Um, and this month, we're focusing specifically on what in- income inequality looks like in the U.S., looking at the pandemic and wage gaps and things like that. But income inequality is an issue, you know, in lots of different societies and countries. Obviously, um, the U.S. has its specific struggles with um, these sort of economic development um, and equality concepts, but it's it's pertinent in many regions and countries, um, but we'll be specifically focusing on the U.S. since that where that's where uh, most of our readership is. And we'll also, yeah, um, compare to other countries, but mostly looking at the U.S. So income inequality is really about the extent to which income is evenly or fairly distributed throughout the population. Obviously, some people make more money than others, have higher wages, um, or are paid differently than that. Um, But we're really talking about how does this inequality affect people? What does it look like across different groups of people with regards to class and race? And then what are sort of the effects of income inequality? Uh, How much money you make really does have repercussions for your quality of life, for health, housing, education, things like that. And a lot of these disparities in salary and then as a result of that wealth, yeah, can have huge socioeconomic um, effects. And so one sort of term or metric to know about when we're talking about income inequality is the Gini coefficient. And this measures the the distribution of income across a population. So it's on a scale of zero to one. Um, and it's represented on a graph, and I'm a visual learner, so if you're like me, you might want to like Google Gini coefficient. It's spelled G-I-N-I. A Gini coefficient of zero would mean that there's zero inequality or perfect equality in the population. So everybody has the same amount of income. Um, everybody's, I guess, had, would have the same wage or has the same income. And then a Gini coefficient of one, so the exact opposite of that would mean that one individual in the population has all of the income and everybody else has zero. So it's perfect inequality. And then in between that, you have all of the values that represent different, you know, distributions of income in the world. And so it's a graph. It shows how income is distributed um, and shows pretty clearly, you know, whether a society has some element of equality or, or really doesn't. It's, I actually had to um, calculate Gini coefficients for an econ class my senior year. And so I was literally like doing geometry to find like the area of triangles under the curve. And it was like so much more complicated than it needed to be, mostly because I haven't done math, hadn't done math since like middle school. But the Gini coefficient is usually used to look at wealth or income inequality. Super useful to compare different countries and kind of standardize that information. Obviously, we'll mostly look at the U.S. and the Gini coefficient is more used in sort of that international like development context. Um, but I think it's super helpful for comparing countries with with one metric and something definitely to know about. Um, another topic that we should really talk about in relation to income inequality is wealth inequality. So income is obviously the amount of money that you earn in a year in terms of your salary, investment returns, any other um, income that you have coming in. And then wealth is your net worth. You know, I'm not a financial advisor, but these are just <laughs> some ground rules to know. And income inequality, you know, can't and wealth inequality are related. Obviously, how you your income affects your eventual wealth, but then wealth can also be sort of a generational thing. 
income inequality is a little bit easier to conceptualize because it is just the amount you're earning in a year, whereas wealth has so many components, whether you own a home, um, money that you've inherited, um, debt that you have, things like that is more complex, but also like can be a lot more wealth inequality can be much more dramatic um, across socioeconomic groups and things like that. So definitely important to talk about income inequality and wealth inequality in tandem and to not forget that that they both um, are affected by one another and really important to talk about those together. Katie also covers the current income gap in the U.S. Um, obviously, there is a wide range of incomes and we, we can't expect that everyone would earn the same income or anything like that, but we're really talking about um, how pronounced those disparities are and how that leaves some groups, you know, without the means to survive, leaves some groups in poverty. Income pr- disparities are so pronounced that the top 10% of America's population average more than nine times in income than the bottom 90%. And the difference in average income between the top 1% and the bottom 99% is 39 times more income. Um, so you see, as we get more extreme, obviously those differences get larger, but um, really that matters for, you know, the outcomes that that has for health, education, housing. Um, really we're talking about people's standard of living and potentially living in, in poverty. And so, um, income inequality has a huge history in the U.S., um, how it's shifted over the years. Katie talks a lot about this in her article, and so I would encourage you to also read the article for more context on this. Um, how she explores how income taxes are are connected to this and how they have worked to reduce inequality, but also how they, when income taxes don't change, um, you know, people can get around them, things like that. So really important to know about that. And then there's lots of things that cause income inequality. This month will be more focused on, you know, how does income inequality affect people and then what do solutions and shift shifts look like um, to create a more, you know, sustainable and equitable world. But it is important to talk about um, what causes it. Obviously, unemployment means that you don't have income potentially. And so that, you know, is a huge contributor to income inequality. Um, Tax policy is really important. We'll talk a little bit later in the series about globalization and automization and the role of unions. And then actually next week, we'll be talking about different wage gaps and how those contribute to income inequality and just inequality in general across um, different racial and identity groups. And so I think that'll be really um, super important to to talk about in, in the coming weeks. And so I'm excited about that. Next, I want to talk a little bit about sort of this relationship between poverty and inequality. I think we all sort of have an idea what poverty means, but it's important to, you know, kind of put words to that. Um, you know, one definition is that poverty is a pronounced depri- deprivation in well-being. Um, you know, it's this lack of monetary re- resources to meet your needs. Um, it's it's not having enough to provide for yourself or your family. Um, sometimes this is uh, measured as being below a certain income line, things like that. Grace wrote an awesome article about multidimensional poverty, which looks at different ways that you can be deprived, whether that's education, health, beyond, you know, this monetary or financial uh, definition of poverty. 
but inequality, you know, breeds poverty when things are so unequal. That means some people are living in poverty and that can be relative to other groups in the society. But um, it's really important to understand that that connection between them. And to talk a little bit more about how inequality relates to poverty, inequality is really that disparity in, in income, that lack of having access to the things that you do need to to survive. And we can talk about, you know, inequality of opportunity versus outcomes. But yeah, I think it's important to think about that relationship between poverty and inequality. And why are we so concerned about inequality? It's because it leaves some people um, without the means to provide for themselves. It leaves some people in poverty. So now we'll transition to sort of a third part of the podcast. I want to talk a little bit about what inequality looks like here in Austin. I haven't done super in-depth research, but I've learned a little bit, and I want to share that with you. One article that I found was really interesting. It's from like Austin's NPR, like local um, NPR station, and the headline of the article said, study says Austin has the lowest levels of income inequality among large U.S. cities. It was like, oh, really? That's like, you know, there's only one city that can have the lowest levels of income inequality. So it comes from this NYU School of Medicine study. It's from the Department of Population Health at their School of Medicine. And it looks like it looks at different um, measures of inequality. Study found that Austin has less income inequality than other cities. And the overall income inequality for the 500 cities in the city is 79 times higher than the income inequality in Austin. But the important thing to note with this study that I found really interesting is that it's not actually about like total income inequality. It's about like the balance in income inequality. So like the number of households that are very poor and are very wealthy is about the same. So it's more about the proportion of households. And so you can see why from that, you know, great metrics like the Gini coefficient and things like that are really important. For this study, they were really looking at like the balance of inequality. And it's like, oh, it's very balanced. There are some, they're like a proportional number of people who are very poor and who are very wealthy. So a little bit misleading from the NPR affiliate in Austin, but um, really what I want to look at is the racial wealth divide in Austin. I think that's like super important and something I've been learning more about in my city. That was a big part of why I started Alexa in ATX was to learn more about um, how different populations live in my city and, you know, what that looks like and how can I be a part of, of greater equity. And so I'll just share a few stats with you. I'm pretty privileged, and so I don't, I can't speak to the experiences of these people, but I will share some stats that um, can kind of create um, some context. So, looking at median household income in Austin, for Black families, it's forty thousand dollars per year. For Latino families, it's forty-four thousand. For white families, seventy-two thousand, and then for Asian families, it's seventy-eight thousand per year. Um, Austin is about half white. Um, 35% Latino, and then 7% each Black and Asian. So that kind of gives you an idea of the distribution of um, of the population across racial lines. But also we can see that those household income numbers are very varied from $40,000 a year for Black families to $78,000 a year for Asian families. That's, you know, 
nearly twice as much for Asian families. These statistics are from, I, I believe, 2018. Yep. They're from 2018, so obviously it's 2021, so these might have changed, and also <laughs> Austin has grown a lot since then, so I can only imagine that it has changed, but um, we can take these as a good indicator of where things are at right now. A huge part of wealth inequality is home ownership. That's like one of the main ways that people can build wealth is by owning a home instead of renting or any other situation like that. 52% of white families own a home in Austin. Um, and that's compared to 35% of Latino families and 32% of black families. Um, and then the property values of those homes are also very different and split along about the same lines where white family, um, the median um, value of a white family's home is 320000 and then it's 170000 each for Latino and black families. So that's a huge, obviously, inequality um, and something to, to be aware of as well. And then, um, yeah, one last like statistic to look at is how income has changed across these groups um, between, this looks at between 1980 and 2016. Things were actually like closer to even in 1980, which is really interesting. It looks like um, median incomes have become more unequal across racial lines since 1980. Um, so the median household income for a white fam family in 1980 was $51,000 per year, and that's increased to $72,000 per year as of 2016, um, so increased by about $21,000. And for black families, only increased by, uh, looks like, about $4,000 per year. So that's a huge, you know, difference that white income, white family median incomes <laughs> increased by four times as much, uh, five times as much. Sorry, my math, my math on the run, like I said, with geometry and multiplication, it's not great. Um, but that's a huge difference. And similarly for Latino families, um, median family income only increased by $2,000 per year over, um, yeah, over 36 years. That's crazy. And of course that's I'm assuming adjusted for inflation, but still not um, not a move towards greater equality and equity. I'll be writing more about what income inequality looks like in Austin for this Friday's article of Alexa and ATX. I'm excited to dig more into that. But with that, I have um, I've rambled enough. I'm really excited to look at this topic just to give you an idea of what's to come. Like I said, next week we'll be looking at wage gaps, which has obviously been a hot topic over honestly the past few decades, I think. And it's something that um, is really also misunderstood. So I'm excited to have you all read what Katie wrote about that, but then also get to discuss that with you all. We'll also be looking at some more of the causes and sort of factors of income inequality. And then lastly, looking at solutions later in the month. But all these things are related. There's huge, you know, equity component and racial component. Um, but also, you know, we'll talk about wealth inequality. We'll talk about wages and wage gaps. Um, I already read a little bit about living wages, which I think... Um, is really interesting to me and, and the research that I've done. Um, so I'll try to weave that in as well. And then we have some awesome podcast episodes coming with guests that I'm 
really, really excited about. And so this is just the first podcast episode of this month. We'll have three other podcast episodes about income inequality and related topics of economic and wealth justice. So I'm super excited. Thanks so much for listening and sticking with me here. Um, We'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode, but until then, you're going to want to head to www.impactful.novelhand.com. Our impact buttons are live, and so that's where you can create impact in these areas and really, you know, work towards those solutions and shifts together. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about the opportunities that we have this month to create impact in this area. Um, the first article is there. Obviously, this podcast episode is there. Um, and then we'll have more resources and other things there as well. If you don't follow us on Instagram, you're going to want to do that at novel.hand. We'll be sharing um, more quotes and information and updates, more frequent um, frequent learning opportunities. And then Alexa and ATX comes out each Friday or Saturday, depending on how my week and my (laughs) workload goes for school. But I'm super excited to dig more into income inequality and um, Austin with you all in the coming weeks. So grateful for you for listening. And we will be back next Wednesday with another episode of Activism Meet Impact.